Blog Talk Radio. that we talk about life's problems that may break terror hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com. New the way, Mr. Kenneth Cheney, Minister Kenneth Cheney. God bless you. How you doing? Also, I am on Facebook Live, Facebook Live on my channel, Brother Prater. Feel free to chime in. You questions, comments, or your prayer requests. Also, for those who have our website to the podcast, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can also go into our chat room, 
which is also on our website, which is available right now. Yes, it's up and running as we speak. I want to say a huge hello, hello to my church family, True Believers Tanaka Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Carl Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I also have a nephew that's online right now, Jerry Prater Jr. Jerry Prater Jr., you want to send our congratulations. God has blessed him and his family to be able to have a blessing that a man would love to give his family. And I I thank God for him. He's a great inspiration to the family as well as myself. I want to take the moment. This may be a little unusual, but today, on today's podcast, on today's episode, I want to do something a little different. Um, I want to just reflect upon this week, especially even this weekend. There's something I want to share with y'all, and I hope and pray that it encourages, it ministers to others. Um, I want to first, uh, we were celebrating at our church, we were celebrating our Father's Day, our senior pastor that was celebrating their 48th anniversary, 48th uh, anniversary as uh, pastor and wife. Also, weeks ago, they celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary. So I thank God for them, Pastor Otis Logan and Sister Ollie Logan. Uh, So this week, uh, we celebrated Saturday and Sunday. And also along with this week uh, at work, of course, those that know I work in the jailhouse, work with the kind of sheriff department. And of course, work, work, especially when you work in a jailhouse. But one of the things I actually say that really blessed my soul was on Friday, I got a chance to participate in an awards assembly, they honored um, many people who received life achievement, uh, life-saving uh, certificates, uh, years of service, perfect attendance, perfect um, driving record, all that stuff. And I was one of the recipients that received a 25-year certificate. Matter of fact, I, I hate it. I have it behind me, but a uh, 25-year certificate. In fact, for the need, I'm gonna go ahead and get it while I'm while I'm talking. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get it. I'm gonna put my headset off of me. I'm gonna continue to talk, but um, God bless me to be employed for the Dallas County Sheriff's Department for 25 years. Um, has it been easy? No, it has not. Um, oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. It's right here. It was right, right in front of me. 25 years 
of service right here. Twenty-five years, brother Prater. I thank God for it. I was totally honored, and um, those that know me, I may be the type of person that may speak in front of the camera, speak in front of um, in front of Facebook Live, minister, preach in front of the church or in front of the congregation, whatever you want to call it. But those who may know that I'm the type that really care less to speak. <laughs> Period. Um, but, but I understand when it comes down to doing the work of God, that's something that uh, my responsibility is to let God speak through me. I never know what to say. I never know what to post. I never know what to type. But God knows the specific needs that people need. They don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from him. And so if I can be uh, the voice that uses God's word, for him to speak through me to you, then that's my purpose. And so I would I would rather for people to hear from him than hear from me. And so I said that because when they called my name and of course people being polite they shake they you know clap their hands but when I heard my name I heard a loud roaring scream and applause, and I was so so moved. That really blessed my heart, uh, especially for the month. Excuse me, for the year that we've had as a family and individually. Also, for the week I've had, I've, I've had a uh, this week a very intriguing week. Um, on a personal note, was element in my week that I was very, very, very nervous. <laughs> um, I keep that to myself and and um but I thank God. I thank God that um I was able to um I'll say I was able to uh have God to intervene, I'll just say it that way. But uh I was just so appreciative for the the round of applause the attention, uh, just so much of the appreciation that I received, and of course, everywhere I go, whatever I do, I always have uh, my sister, uh, Sheila, in my heart, in my mind, at all times, that's something that would never escape me, because we were always as one, regardless that we were with each other physically, we were always with each other spiritually, so uh, for me to be able to be a recipient a recipient of uh, 25 years and be acknowledged for 25 years of service with the Dallas County Sheriff Department, and then um, the round of applause, that was very moving. And so with that, the other thing along with receiving that reward uh, award on Friday and then celebrating our family, Day on Friday night, excuse me, excuse me, Saturday night and Sunday at 3.30. There was something that transpired Saturday. Saturday, not in a bad way, 
But Saturday we had our school picnic. I, I tell people when people ask me what school did you attend, they say, oh, you went to Carter. I said, no, I did not go to Carter. I attended David W. Carter. <laughs> I always say David W. Carter. <laughs> I'm a Carter Cowboy, class of 91. And actually, like I said, my sister and I, uh, Sheila Prater and I, were um, class of 91. And for me to be able to go, I was really looking forward to going because last year we had to cancel uh, the council the picnic because it kept being flooded at the area that we were at. So last year we didn't have it. And last year, which was my little brother, well, my younger brother, he's bigger than me, my younger brother's uh, 20th class reunion. So last last year we actually, my siblings and I were all going to be together for the first time at the Carter picnic. My two older brothers, Jerry and Ronnie, myself and my sister Sheila, and then my younger brother Walter. We all was going to plan on being there, but they canceled. And understand so. But this year, I really wanted to make sure that I was there and I wanted to make sure to go at a time, even though I had my son with me. And, um, you know, I wanted to make sure I had time with my son, of course, struggling with going to. The um, the other events, um, I wanted to make sure that I I was there because there was a lot of people that attended my sister's services that I didn't get a chance to talk to. Um, I was pulled from here and there, and then uh, people wanted to people gave so much love uh, with uh, food and items and stuff, and I ended up uh, having to help them, and so. You know, I, I was like, well, I'll be back and trying to help them haul the stuff in the car. And by the time I tried to get back, they were cutting off the lights within the church. So I didn't get a chance to really talk to a lot of people. But I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to uh, at least catch up with some people, if not many people, all people, at the picnic. And so... <laughs> Every year when we would always go to the picnic, I would be the one out of my family to go. None of my family members went. Uh, so, like I said, last year was going to be the first time that they they all went. They all had gone if if um, we would if if the weather had permitted it. But normally, whenever I would go to a school function, especially I run into some of my classmates. They say, hey, boy, how you doing? How's your sister? Where's your sister? Where's your sister? They would say, where's your sister? They would ask me that all the time. Many people did not know her name. They just knew that she was her brother. <laughs> but this year was going to be different because I was going to have Sheila with me. Um, I would still be labeled or uh, still be known. As Sheila Prater's brother, but I would have to introduce them to who I was, you know. And so, for me to go, it was important for me to go and represent. And like I like I always say, for those that know me, if I'm not at work, most of the time 
if I'm not at work or if I'm not at church, I like to have on some clothes that have my sister picture on. I have several shirts I had made that had her her image on my shirt. And so she was not with me physically. I knew and I always know that she was with me spiritually and emotionally. So I wanted to wear a shirt that um, honored her, that uh, also let people know thank you so much. There were so many people during that period that I didn't get a chance to see or speak to during the services, even some that called. I didn't realize it until even a couple of weeks ago. I mean, like the past two or three weeks that there were some people I didn't get a chance to call back. I I began to look at my phone, look at the the phone, the call log, and there were so many phone calls I didn't get back to, so many inboxes I didn't respond to. And that happened in March, March the 3rd. So I, I was just dumbfounded by the love and the support uh, throughout the world. People around the world, uh, literally, I'm not just saying uh, but that's just an exaggeration. No, people around the world that love me enough that um, see on Facebook or YouTube, they reached out. Uh, many people in many different uh, organizations and fields, they reached out and they wanted to share their, share their support, their love their prayers and many of them also like I said they were from our neighborhood from our school and so for me to go there and represent and like I said I had a shirt and um, it was actually one of the cool shirts of Sheila and and I felt confident I felt comfortable because I had Sheila with me now, for those that don't know, if I can give a little info, like I said, I prefer whenever Sheila and I were together, I would prefer for her to be the wife. Sheila was the Morris Day, and I was just Jerome. I was the sidekick. Um, for those that remember uh, MC Hammer, MC Hammer, when he had two big MC, too big MC was a hype man, you know. So Sheila, to me, Sheila was the main attraction. I was just a hype man, like yeah, yeah. So for me to be somewhere and me not to have her with me, it has been um, something only God could help me with. So for me to be able to go to the picnic and represent the family, but most important, most importantly, to represent Sheila, to represent Sheila's brother, Sheila Prater's brother, um, it was a badge of honor. And normally, whenever I would go, I would always just walk around and just look at the people. There are so many people that gave so much love, so many people that wanted to express their love throughout the years. So whenever I was so whenever I would see people I would always, you know, tell them hello. I would always say uh say something. 
And so this year, for me to be able to have Sheila start to represent Sheila and for people to know our story, for people to know who Sheila was to me and who I was to Sheila, and also for them to also know that she was tragically murdered, murdered in the hands of her ex-fiance, boyfriend, whatever you call them. Um, and for them to show their love, to show and to share their love, um, that was that was so awesome. Um, I didn't have to tell them or remind them of the story or remind them who Sheila was. No, everybody knew who Sheila was. There were some people I did not know or remember, but they knew me. They knew Sheila. And for me to be able to be there and just suck in love, also so many people, like I said, they just wanted to just give their love to me. People that I've seen throughout the years, people I grew up with in neighborhoods and stuff, they, they wanted to share their love. They wanted to share their their condolences. And I want to bring up, during that time, there were some people I spoke with, and I, I really thank God for them. I got a chance to tell them in private, but I do want to put them on blast and tell them publicly. One of the individuals that really uh, I really wanted to see is a young lady by the name of Vanetta Backley. Vanetta Backley is also class one. And the reason why I wanted to see her, I wanted to tell her, it was important for me to tell her, was because right after I posted about the death of Sheila, I had to go to the store. And for the first time, since we found out Sheila had passed, um, I found out 11.43 p.m. on Sunday night, but I didn't leave out the house to until the sun came up Monday morning, and I went to Walmart. I don't remember what I got, but I remember the feeling that I had for the first time in my life. I felt so alone. Now, I kid you not, I know being saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that I know all of that, and I receive all of that, and I am that. But also, when it comes down to being a human, and a human does not mean that you're weak or that you're in sin. It means that you hurt. Not just humans hurt. Creation hurts. Animals hurt. Animals grieve. So I wanted to, I wanted to establish that because some people, you know, some people think because you're hurting, uh, because you admit that you hurt, that you're admitting that you're weak or you're not. But I ended up leaving home to go to Walmart, and that was the longest drive that I ever had in my life. Like I said, for the first time, I found out that I was alone. I was by myself. My sister, and it's weird for me to say sister, because she was more than a sister to me. She was more than a friend. 
But for the first time, I was by myself. I did not have, I knew I would have to live without my sister for the rest of my life. And that was something I was scared to face. That was something I did not want to face. And it was so heartbreaking. We made plans for the rest of our lives. We would talk, and people know that we were close when we were kids. That's true. But we were even closer as adults. Um, I told somebody that we used to talk between five to eight times a day every day. And so text, call, inbox, so we were very close. But I ended up having to go to Walmart, and that was the loneliest drive I ever had in my life. And so I ended up parking, going to Walmart, and as I'm headed into the store, the, like the more I walked, the more tears were coming down my eyes. And I heard it. I didn't know how to explain or express myself. I ended up going into the store, and it seemed like all eyes were on me, but I did not want to be seen. And so I ended up going to the pharmacy aisle, and I ran into my classmate, Bonetta Backley. She saw me, and she ran to me, and all I remember, I just booed on her shoulder. That was the first time that I actually felt hurt that way. I felt hurt. That was so hard to explain. But God allowed Vanilla Backley to be there when I, not just when I needed somebody, but when I wanted somebody and didn't know that I wanted somebody. And so I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to see her. And thank God I got a chance to see her yesterday at at the picnic. And so my first thing I wanted to do was tell her thank you because the news had just came out. Cheetah was killed. And she had said, when she spoke to me, she said she had just found out like a few minutes earlier. And she said, well, I haven't heard anything. And, you know, uh, I hadn't responded. And all of a sudden, she said, I walked in to the store and she said I smiled but it looked like I was I was I was having a hard time smiling but I wanted to make sure that I saw her and I got a chance to see her and that meant me that meant me good because I wanted to give her back the flowers that she gave me when I needed it so not only with her that was on that Monday morning but also I didn't get a chance to see her, but I want to acknowledge her. Um, another young lady, uh, Shanetta Williams. Shanetta Williams, she she saw me a week later that Sunday morning of my sister's wake, and I ran into her at, at Walmart. And as I was leaving, I looked in the parking lot, and I saw someone that looked like Shanetta Williams, and I said, Shanetta, and she was on the phone. I looked, and she turned around, and she just got off the phone, and she came and gave me a hug, and and she told me that it made her feel good to see me, but I want to tell you, it made me feel good to see you and to see friends and family that knew us, that loved us. So 
this weekend was all about being able to give back to those who had given me something. And that something was your prayer, your love, your support, not just when I needed it, but when I wanted it. So I had to tell the people that I saw, the people that I wanted to reach out to, um, and like I said, it was so many of them, uh, so many people, oh my gosh, um, Miss Jones, Miss Jones, Andrea, Andrea Jones, you know, um, she spoke to me and she helped me a couple of years ago when we were celebrating our 25th class reunion. Um, she told me to take a picture and I told her, I don't want to take a picture. Um, and then I told her, well, if I'm going to take a picture, I don't want to take a picture by myself. Uh, cause I'm not really a photogenic person, but I said that because it seemed like at the time that God was orchestrating everything where I was so used to depending upon, like I said, depending upon my sister and then she's absent and then me having to do things or being able to have to deal with things on my own or by myself, but God inserted people in my life at that time that really got a chance to minister to me at that time. And so to sum it all up, this week, this weekend, especially me giving a shout out to the class of 91 of David W. Carter, thank you so much for the attention, for the love, the support. Y'all have always given me so much love, especially as adults. I may not have a fellowship with many uh, during school. Cause, like I said, everybody knew Sheila. Sheila was the vocal one. I was, just, I was just the one that was just there. Sheila Prater's brother. But as adults, for people, for us to be able to talk and communicate for me to observe my class, observe my school in comparison to other schools, David W. Carter is such a blessed school. Now, I know many people may rag or make jokes and all that stuff, talk about what happened in the past, all that stuff. But understand this. <laughs> we were kids then. They were kids. But as adults, I don't know too many schools to know that know how to celebrate each other like David W. Carter. I don't know too many schools that that would do it consistently. We talking about even if it's not the annual picnic, but they know how to fellowship outside of the picnic time, outside of regular schedule time of having a picnic. David W. Carter is such a blessed school, and I am so honored to be a part of that class, to be a part of this school. David W. Carter, I didn't understand or, or really appreciate when I was in school. I was in school half uh, half of the time because I was on a job program. I got out uh, early release because I ended up having, I actually was working with those that knew me I was working at the grocery store. But for me to be able, as an adult, to see the fruits of the labor and the prayers that has been instilled at David W. Carter, I'm very proud of you all. 
I am so honored, I'm so humbled to know such great people. Now, we all may not be where we should be at. We all may not be where we ought to be at, but thank God we're not where we used to be at. So I thank God for you all. I love each and every one of you all dearly. Uh, Roslyn, 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 thank God for you. You know, the other thing that caught with this uh, picnic, there were many classmates, many people that went to school with us that we lost, that we ended up having to bury. Like I said, my sister was one of them. Um, Nathan Sneed, Nathaniel Sneed, man, God bless you. I appreciate seeing you, man. Um, he ended up uh, having to bury one of his cousins this week. You know, Stephen Shedd, Stephen Shedd, we lost Stephen Shedd. Uh, Ronald, Sh- I'm mean, excuse me, uh, Reginald Shed, uh, you know, praying for him. Also, Royal Williams, Royal Williams lost his brother. You know, um, there's so many people that we have lost as a school, and it's letting us know that it's time is winding up. First, of all, we need to make sure that we have salvation. Salvation is only found in Jesus Christ. But also what we have to do, along with having salvation, that's the most important thing. Making sure that we get it right with God, but also get it right with ourselves. Get it right with each other. Because you never know right now. It used to be old saying, here the day, gone tomorrow. But now it's here the day, gone tonight. <laughs> it's also here the day, gone today. You know, you hear one second and you're gone. The other second. Minister used to say back in the day, he said, you, at your finest day, at your healthiest day, you're still sick enough to die. And so you never know when your time is up. And so that's why it behooves us to get our house in order with God and also with each other. You know, one of the things that I share with people, I'm a very transparent person. We don't have time for foolishness. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's within church. I don't care if it's within the class. I don't care if it's within the school. The thing is, Jesus is on the come. And we have to make sure that we get our house in order. And the worst part, even if you're saved, even if your salvation, you got Jesus right in your personal life, that's fine and dandy. But the worst other than salvation, the worst thing is to live your life and not put the purpose and plan that God has for you. It is very important for us to seek God and ask him to help us to fulfill the purpose and plan and also ask him what is the purpose and plan that he has for you. Many people may not know their purpose and plan in life. And to be honest with you, I speak for myself. There was a point where I had no clue what God had for me to do? What was God's role for me to do in this life? I had no clue. But I thank God. I may not know everything, but I know some of the things. And part of it is to be able to listen to him and allow him to guide me in every step because part of it, you know, everything that I'm doing now, right now I'm looking at you all on Facebook Live and on the podcast with any listeners, viewers, and like I 
I was saying earlier today, those that know me, I am one of the most shyest guys. I'm torn between shy at times and reserved on the other. <clears throat> one of the guys that I was used to, I used to be so insecure about my voice, about my look, all that stuff. So when it pertains to now being in front of a video with people looking at me, look here. There was a point where I used to cut this thing off because I didn't want nobody to look at me because I didn't appreciate what I saw in the mirror. I didn't appreciate who I saw in the mirror. But it was only through God's grace that he gave me the strength and the courage, not only to face tomorrow, but to face y'all. Because a lot of times it's easy for us to face and do the things that may be in us to do. When we get the applause, when we get the appreciation, when we get the acknowledgement, when we get the encouragement, it's easy for us to do what we're doing when we get the pat on the back. But what happens when you don't get the pat on the backs? What happens when you don't get the appreciation? What happens when you don't get the encouragement, but you get the negative comments, the negative response. Instead of getting the encouragement, you get the discouragements. What do you do when the people that you expect to be with to help you and support you, they abandon you, they leave you or down phone you? What do you do then? You have to ask God to help you with the strength and the courage to keep going forward in the midst of an empty passenger seat. Ask God to help you to give you the strength and the courage to still perform on stage with everybody in the audience. You still have to ask God to help you with the strength and the encouragement to still go forward, even when it looks like everybody else is against you. But you have to remember what the Bible tells us. If God be for you, he can be, who can be against you? If God is giving you the mandate or the commission to go forward, it's best to go forward and obeying God in the midst of no's than to disobey God in a crowd of yes. So in other words, you have to remember, as long as God being God and you obey him and he tell you what to do, he will show you how to do it. But you have to ask God to help you with the strength because a lot of times we're so dependent upon the crowd, the encouragement, the applause. But you have to allow God to be the only audience that you can learn with. You have to ask God to give you the strength and the encouragement to still go forward no matter what. You cannot be a, you know, we hear the old saying about fair weather friends, but you cannot be a fair weather purposer. See, your obedience to God being influenced or only conditioned with if the other people are with you. No. I found out true pioneers, true trailblazers, people that God have moved by faith in, they end up going when they were all alone. They went when it seemed like everybody else was calling them a fool, calling them crazy, 
thinking that it was something wrong with them. This is something I want to share with you all. I thought about Noah. Now, get this. Noah was not a professional builder, but he took specific instructions from God. And because he took those specific instructions from God and him obeying God, not only did it save his family, but also the animal kingdom. Now, get this. The animal kingdom was not in trouble. It was man or human race was in trouble. But because of the obedience to God, God spared the world through Noah. Now, he ended up replenishing the earth through Noah. But the reason why I said that, the the story of Noah always catching my attention because God gave him the strength and the ability to create something that was never built for something that had never happened. God gave him the wisdom each letter, each instruction, each direction of building an ark, specifically to the letter, to the inches, to the feet, to be able to withstand the storm that was ahead. But the other thing was for him to continue to preach that it was going to rain and to build for rain. And for them to for him to do it to build and to preach for something that never happened and something that no one had ever heard or seen before. So caught my attention. And because of Noah's consistency, because he didn't give up, God spared God spared man. But that's the same type of faith that we have to have. See, true enough, now God may not tell you to build an ark. He may not tell you to tell people that it's going to rain even though it never rained before. But there are some instructions God may have told you that you need to do. There may be some instructions that God has told you. He might have told you that he wants you to build an, quote, unquote, an ark in your home. To do something now, the physical. I mean, it's about just a physical art, but we're using the art as a metaphor, as an example, because there may be something that God told you to do, and it seems like it's foolish. It may seem like crazy, but don't you know? Inquire having the faith of God, He would tell us to do something that seemed crazy, that seemed off the wall. Imagine when Michael Jordan told people that he was he won't play basketball. Remember, he got cut in high school. They could have told him to quit. But what if God told him through faith, keep playing, don't give up, practice, practice. Somebody else, even though I don't know him personally, but I know some people that know him, a young man from Dallas named Dennis Rodman. I heard that he would actually skip class and be playing basketball on the black round in the in the, the black black round black round. I'm not saying saying it right, but he would the black top. He would skip class and go out there dribble 
free throw, all that stuff at the blacktop. Thank the Lord. Blacktop. He would be right there practicing, practicing, practicing every day. Every day. He was consistent. Another person, George Benson. George Benson, known to be one of the greatest guitar players. But what he did was, while he was waiting on the bus, he would practice, he would practice, he would practice. There's an old saying that says, practice make perfect. But I always say, practice make improvements. Because you always want to challenge yourself. You know, even if you think that you're great, there's still room to improve. I think about, to me, this my hero is one of the greatest guitar players, uh, musicians they have ever lived, Prince. Even when he mastered his instruments, he challenged himself. So when you look at even in a business setting, are you challenging yourself? But most importantly, even in a spiritual setting, are you challenging yourself? Are you challenging yourself? Are you trying to become better than you were yesterday? Are you trying to be closer to God? Are you willing to be obedient to God? And so I wanted to share that with you all. Um, It meant so much to me this weekend. It transpired. A lot of things happened that it just really, like I said, I'm just overwhelmed at the love and the support um, that we received from my family, for, for myself. You know, I, I had many people to give me some encouragement words, encouraging words. Sam, my man Sam, been ever since T.D. Terry, you know, um, Brian, Brian, I'm, I'm normally I'm terrible with names, but I remember, I remember, I remember some people I'm seeing some people's faces right now, and I'm I'm seeing the the first name, the last names. It escapes me, but right now, um, I just wanted to take this time to tell everyone thank you for a beautiful weekend. Um, oh, I don't want to forget some people. Angela Lowe, Angela Lowe, Angela Lowe have been um <laughs> she been holding down the fork for our class class of 91 i really appreciate to thank god for you stephanie mansfield stephanie mansfield she has done so much for our class she has in her own personal time made sure that everybody was accommodated even her working a full-time job, even a couple of days ago, she was sick. And she still, she still made sure that the catering was done, made sure that everybody uh, get their bands and all this stuff, met up with us on her personal time, met up with us in Chili's to distribute the bands. You know, Eric, man, I mean, is is so many people. I, I don't I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget names. It just it just certain people. It just some people that's um, in my head. I just think about you know um, you know uh, Rodney Rodney Dellinger um, Rodney Rodney Miller. Um, so many people. So many people. So many people. Corey Love. Corey Love. Stephen. You know Stephen Poole. So many of you all. Um, 
man, y'all, y'all have Dwayla Cullins. Uh, I forgot your marriage name. I'm sorry. I was saying your maiden name, but your marriage name escapes me. And of course, uh, keeping uh, Tracy Cottonade, keeping her in our prayers. Very, very, very instrumental person, not just to our school, not just to our class, but also to us individually and collectively. We love you dearly. We, we, we continue to pray for you, you know, send a love to your family and also to your stepfather I work with. Um, so many of you all, uh, I really thank God for, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say her Facebook name, but Star Davis, Star Davis, I appreciate, you know, um, I remember her so much in school, uh, growing up, um, you know, I, I don't, get a chance to see everybody like I desire. Sometimes I don't get a chance to really say or talk to people like I really, really want to talk to. Sometimes it's like you have some thoughts in your mind when you see them, and then when you see people, it's like you just hide, <laughs> you know. But uh, but it's so many people that mean so much to me, and I'm just so honored and so blessed to have so many people that love us in our life that love us not just to death but love us to life you know um, I, wish, I wish I had a thought about it I could have wrote down people name um, I see one guy online right now this is a guy that I went to school with ever since elementary school uh, our favorite group at the time was Hauling Oats <laughs> um, Mr. C- Cedric Henderson. Cedric Henderson, great young man. I've been known ever since um, elementary. And we used to actually, as kids, we used to call each other over the phone. Forget about talking. We just sing to each other, you know. Um, private eyes are watching you. Uh, no can do. I can't go for that. You know, all those songs. We were just kids. We were innocent, innocent young kids, you know. And even bringing it up, I'm praying for this generation. It seems like people just lose their innocence. You know, uh, we're not protecting the innocence of the young people. We're not protecting the innocence of the, if you want to call them kids or young people, young adults. You know, um, it's so many people. It's, it's so many people. I, I really, I really wish I could just. I wish I had to wrote down everybody's name that um. That on my heart, Adrian, Adrian Theus, you know, Adrian Theus. So many, so many people. Um, um, Carol Long. Um, if I, if I get on Facebook and I just stroll down people's names, and if it hit me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely call them. Uh, but it's so many people, so many people that really, 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 um been there and I, like I said I just wanted to make sure oh Candy Bell Candy Bell um, I want to make sure that I uh, reach out to you all afterwards and just let you all know how much I appreciate you all and I know a couple of months ago I did give a thank you to those that were there during the time of my sister passed but this one is a little bit different because this whole week this whole weekend was such an amazing period. I just, like I said, I'm just so dumbfounded. And I wish that, um, I, I 
but I didn't, I, I didn't really get a chance to just soak it in. It probably hit me later tonight. Um, most of the time, reflecting, it takes me a little bit to be able to just kind of get off my high and all of a sudden, here come the creative juices I might write later tonight. Um, but I, I just thank God for each and every one. And I want to tell each and every one, um, if I could be an example, if I can be the man that God called me to be, if I can be the one that no matter what happens in life, if if God would allow me to speak word to you all, <coughs> excuse me, God would allow me to be able to um, let my life shine in front of people to guide them, to gear them, to point to him, then my living ain't in vain. That's the purpose that I have in life is to be able to allow people to live a life where it will point people to Christ. I want to live a life that would not point people to crisis, but to point people to Christ. And so this weekend, it was a reminder to me that there is work that still needs to be done. But also to appreciate the time, the beauty, the friendship that you have with people. Um, you never know who you are to people until something happens. You never know how much you mean to people until you need people or until you come to the rescue of people. And I found that there's so many people that are so used to negativity. They're so used to um, being mistreated or being used or being abused. They're used to that. So a lot of times people expect that. And so it's genuine people. Sometimes they don't know how to handle genuine people. And so that's something that I'm learning. I'm learning and asking God and even asking God even right now to give me extra patience. Because I realize that many people have dealt with counterfeits. And this is not just pertaining to a man or even a woman, but I also I found that even within the church. I saw a post a few months ago, and it grieved my heart. There are so many people, they quit going to church. Now, I do know, true enough, people say, well, you know, you can worship God anywhere. That's fine and dandy. But it ain't nothing like good fellowship around like-minded people. You know, the Bible wants us to come together. You know, the Bible does want us, you know, God does want us to assemble ourselves together. But because of the foolishness and the wickedness and the conniving spirit that some people have, they have messed it up for all people. There are people right now, I'll use myself as an example because I'm a man. There are men that are out there that are Praying, and I don't mean P-R-A-Y, I mean P-R-E-Y. There are men that are manipulating women trying to get in their panties, and they're supposed to be men of the cloth. They're supposed to be preachers, pastors, bishops, apostles, evangelists. And they are giving men, all men, especially men of God, a bad name. And you know what happens? After they use these people, they use women and men. After they use them, get what they want, you know what they do? Kick them to the curb. And now 
this person has been hurt by a church or a church member, they look at it and see it represents all churches. It hurts my heart. I read that in and there was someone that I spoke with earlier this week. They dealt with the same thing. It ticks me off. This is me being real. If you want to call it having a uh, having me on my soapbox, so be it. I am sick. I'm going to be real with you. I am sick of some of these church folks. I'm sick of some of these people. I'm not talking about all. I'm talking about those that are lying, manipulative, that are actually having hidden agendas, ill motives. I'm sick of them. But you know what I found out? I found out that actually this is a good time for those that are professing to be real, professing to be real men of God or real ladies of God. This is prime time for us to start fasting, praying, praying for those who are hurt, but also start listening to those who are hurt. Because a lot of times God will have us in a place for them to reach us or for us to reach them. And for them to see that there are true men and women of God with integrity. There are people that are really loving God, obeying God, serving God, and have the heart of God's on your heart. Not their motive, but God's motive in mind. Having the heart for God having the heart of God. But see, it's, that's why it's important for us to be praying. And I'm going to say it like this. If somebody that you know looking for a church home, don't just send them to any church. God ain't Look here. All churches ain't right. All churches ain't teaching the gospel. But what we have to do, we have to pray for and pray and intercede for them. But also, this is what I, com- this is what I commission. I don't say commission. This is what I ask people to do. Before you start referring people to a church, you study that church. Find out what is their biblical foundation. What are their beliefs? But also make sure that you examine because, like I said, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, I do know not everybody that goes to church um, ain't delivered. I understand that. But there's an expectation that those within the leadership they supposed to be, but also not only those who are in leadership, but even for those who are leaders, if they see something going on that's unlike God, are they the type to speak against it, or are they the type that it'd be passive? Well, you know, the Lord are working out. No, 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 no. We have to have people that's going to be accountable and responsible because if anything happened where their soul is lost or they end up quit going to church or lose fellowship with Christ, your blood is on their hands. Excuse me. Their blood is on your hands. So we have to be proper because time is winding up. Like I said, it's so many people that are looking for real people, looking for a real church. But like I said, it's so many people that are shaking and faking uh, there was a there was an officer years ago that said this because there was so many fake preachers. He said they got preachers that got the Bible in one hand holding a private part in the other hand. What am I saying? There are people that have their own hidden agenda, but will the real men and lady of God will they stand up and do what thus says the Lord? Are there real people that's willing 
to love on people with no ill motives. There are people that are needing to know God. There are people that need healing, needing deliverance. There are people that need help. And they're looking for us to help them, but what are we doing? We're hurting them. We're using them. And like I said, it may not, and I'm not saying all people in the church, you know who you are. There are people that's looking for love. And instead of them being introduced to love, which is loving God and loving themselves and even teaching them, there are people that are coming to church that, is, that are vulnerable, that are hurting, that are looking for help, looking for love, looking for guidance. They come in transparent to us. And what do we do? We use them. We manipulate them. We con them. Even some of them, even getting them into sex trafficking. Yeah, we're going to keep it real. We're going to talk about it. All this foolishness going on, and it's going on with the household of faith, or is that the household of fear, or is that the household of foolishness? Right. It ain't faith. So what we got to do, we that are supposed to be men and ladies of God, men of integrity. It's time for us to help those who need help and pray for those, pray for them, but also for us not to give up. You know, it's so much work that needs to be done. There are people that are giving up. It seems like every second. I'm going to say this. True enough, you can be saved, the Holy Ghost, you can love the Lord, but guess what? You get discouraged also. You may get weak. You may need a word of encouragement. And it's nothing like it's so sad for you to for people to be pouring in, pouring in help. But then all of a sudden when you need help, now they wanna abandon you. Now they wanna talk about you. Oh, but you supposed to be you supposed to be stronger than you are. No. Listen here. I don't care how how old you are or how long you've been in church. You get tired just like anybody else. And I'm pretty sure, number one, Jesus was in a physical body. Jesus had to use the restroom. Jesus had to get rest in this physical body. But don't you know, there were some people that got on his nerves too. And that doesn't mean that you uh, uh, are weak, that you ain't saved, or you ain't delivered. No, there are people that really just test your nerves and you're still saved. There are people that challenges you. Look in the Bible. There was conflict amongst two women that was in the Bible in the old, in the, excuse me, in the New Testament. I'm gonna find it for you. There are people. Sometimes you may not get along with a person' personality. Sometimes it could be a difference of personality, even though y'all may have the same goal, the same drive, but a different personality. It might be a personality clash. But what do you do? You ask God to help you, for you to be focused on what you need to do and don't pay attention to what they're doing. But also, there may be a wiser person that may need to just, hey, look here, let me take care of you. You go over there and we can get the job done. So this is the time for us to really just think about what are we going to do? This is the time for us to really just look at and evaluate the time that we have, because I said earlier, Jesus is soon to come. But also, one of the things that we have to do before we die, 
before we make it to our eternal home, ask yourself, are you going to the grave empty? You want to be able to live a life where you can look back and say, God, thank you, because when I could, I did. But there are some people that are saying, when I could, I now want to, but I can't. That's a sad. That's a sad statement. You know, one of the one of the things that we often uh, say when you go to a graveyard, you go to a headstone, and you're gonna see a born date, and you're gonna see a death date. And in between that born date and that death date is a dash, and that dash represents your life. So the important question to ask yourself, what are you doing with your dash? You know, the question I mentioned this at church this morning, um, when Michael Jackson died, he died on August the 25th, 2009. The next day after he died, it hit me. A hundred years from now, they're going to know Michael Jackson. Why? Because what he did with his dash, he put out so much music. He did great things for the community, for society. But a hundred years from now, they're going to know who Michael Jackson is. But the question that hit me, a hundred years from now, will they know me? A hundred years from now, will they know you? See, you don't have to be a multimillionaire to have a legacy. Right now, even though the the clock is ticking, your biological clock is ticking, the key thing is it's still in play. So what are you doing with the life that you have? It's important for us to realize that our life is important. Our life, there are people that are dependent upon us to fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for us. Because there may be people that God may have in place that we need to impart into. Remember this, there might be somebody that may have imparted or may have invested into you. But just like how people have invested into you, it's time for the investment to become mature so that way you can start investing into others. You can allow the interest to be Inserted in people's funds while God is helping you to live off the principle. Or you can flip it around for you to impart principle and allow God to help you to live with the interest. So the key thing is, what are you doing with your life? And so this is a great example for this week for me to be able to observe everything. The uncomfortable, the the nervous, the the celebration, the grief, the mourning, the consoling, all that, all that that transpired this week. Like I said, for me, it's been an emotional roller coaster, <laughs> you know. But I don't, I don't regret it. Like I said, I've had, I'll say it like this: I'm one of the most blessed young men that have ever lived. I may not have the multi-million dollars that I desire right now, but it's more than money. 
There are people that I know that will spend a million dollars a day just to have peace. But God will give it to us for free, but it ain't cheap. For us to be able to accept him in our lives and obey what he has for us to do, you know, why are we dragging our feet? Don't you know God has our interest in heart? And for us to be able to surrender everything to him. I said I found out he knows what's best for us. And also, for us to be able to really just ask ourselves, are we really ready to give up the things that are like God and surrender ourselves to him? And just in case somebody may be listening, just in case you're wondering, well, what can I do to get saved? Romans 10 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart thou to raise him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation <coughs> excuse me you know for us to be able to understand that it's more to this life it's more to this life than we have right now than what we're experiencing it's more to and only God knows that God wants to give you everything that he has planned for you. Listen, regardless of what has transpired in your past, what people have said or done to you or done towards you, that's not going to counsel the purpose and plan that God has for you. That's not going to counsel the blessings that God has for you. There's a song that said, God got a blessing with your name on it. Listen, hear him. If any time there's a certified letter that comes, they want that letter to go to that specific person. And I don't care how many people in the residence. I don't care if it's a thousand, a million, two, or 22 million. But if there's a certified letter with my name on it, they expecting me to sign it. But most importantly, it's going to come to me. In the midst of the crowd, it's going to come to me. So realize what God has for you, it will come to you, but the key thing is for you to be obedient and live in expectation that God going to hold up to his word. But the key thing is God was holding up to his word, but we're not holding up to our own word. So ask God to help you to be the men and ladies that's going to be obedient to the word of God. And for those who may have prayer requests, we're holding you up in prayer right now. And I know everything, but we know a God who knows everything. And I don't care what you're dealing with. There's nothing too hard for God. I'm praying that God help you with and the courage to live another day. And then the next day to live another day. But don't abandon the purpose and plan that God has for you. Don't abandon ship. And the relationship that God has with you and you have with God, abandoned ship. I don't care what storms may come. I don't care when it look like everybody else is leaving. You don't abandon ship and know that God is going to help you in every area of your life if you allow him to. Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence today. God, we thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, a faithful God, a committable God. God, we ask you to help us in every endeavor of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, there's someone right now, God, that's seeking, God, their purpose, God, seeking their identity, God, 
God, we speaking, God, that you reveal your identity in them, God. And as you reveal your identity in them, God, you will reveal the identity that you have given them through you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there is someone right now, God, they're seeking their purpose and plan, God. They're asking you, God, they're asking himself, God, God, what is my purpose in life, God? God, we're speaking, God, not only that you tell them, God, but, God, you reveal it to them, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, to open their spiritual eyes, God. Not only their physical eyes, but their spiritual eyes, God, their spiritual senses, God. And help them, God, to understand, God, your moves, your ways right now, God, and help them, God, to be a recipient of obedience right now. In the name of Jesus, instead of buying everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit of fear, we bind every spirit of torment, we bind every lazy spirit, we bind every spirit of unconcern right now. In the name of Jesus, we speaking, God, that you give your people, God, the focus, God. Help them, God, to be encouraged, God, and not discouraged right now, God. Help them, God, to not look at their past, but look forward to the future in the present right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there's someone right now, God, that's feeling worried, God, that's feeling like that you have left them. They may feel abandoned, God. God, let them know that you have never left them, God. Even when they left God, you never left them, God. But God, help them to get back in their place of obedience, God, that, that will grow in you, God, that they will know more about you, God, and then also know about themselves right now, in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, there are those who may be in addiction, God, of some sort, God. speaking God, for deliverance and victory right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we speak the divine word, healing and wholeness right now. God, we speaking, God, that you remove the out of their mouth. Anything unlike you right now, God, move the taste out of their mouth right now. Get it out of their spirit, man. Give them, give them that desire to yield the whole body to you. Mind, body, and soul, and spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there may be those, God, who may have it, uh, like uh, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, God. God, we speaking, God, that you speak against that spirit. We bind that spirit of panic, of fear, of torment right now. In the name of Jesus, God, the last time I've been dealing with uh, like postpartum depression, God. We speaking, God, that you deliver, set them free right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and also like someone that may be dealing with trauma, God, like they've been reliving that in their mind right now, God. We speaking the divine word of healing and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind that spirit right now. Send it back to the Right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you regulate their mind, regulate their heart right now, God, and give them the new purpose, God. Get them to know, God, that you have never left them, God. You have not abandoned the responsibility or even the purpose and plan that you have for them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, someone is praying for their daughter, God. God, we speaking, God, someone praying for their child, their son right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you come to the rescue right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking over there right now, God, even in Iraq, even in Georgia right now, God. We're speaking, God, for deliverance, God. God, we're speaking, God, someone in a toxic relationship, in an, like an abusive relationship, God, verbally and mentally right now and, and physical right now, God. We're speaking right now, God, that you come to the rescue, that you intervene, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you touch them right now, God. Get that desire, God, to hear you and respond in obedience right now, God. God, God, protect them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And God, we speaking, God, right now, God, for the churches as a whole, God. Some, God, 
doing what you have for them to do, God. But there are others who have failed right now, God. I'll be speaking, God, for everyone that's been hurt by church people right now, God. God, help us, God, to repent to you, God, and also to repent to them right now, God. There are those who may have been behind the pulpit, God, who have used the pulpit to manipulate the con. God, we're speaking, God, against that right now, God. In the name of Jesus, there have been some pulpit bullies right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you hold accountable, God, but God, help them, God, to repent before it's too late, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help those who might have been a victim of a, a bully behind the, behind the pulpit, God. The church hurt right now, God, or the ch- church people hurt right now, God. We speak, God, that you heal them, God, that you deliver them, God, and let them know, God, that not all church people are like that, God, but God, help them to understand, God, even when they've been, in a, even when they've been offended at, at, at work, God. Lord, even if they quit that job, they still went to another job. God, help them to understand, God, that even though it might have been an individual, it may be a few individuals, but God, help them to understand that was not you. So, God, we ask you that lead them to the church, God, that they will grow, God, where they will know more about you. And also even minister to others who have been hurt by the church people right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And, Lord, we speak it right God, for those who are bereaved right now, God. God, we speak, God, for their mother, God, who had to bury their child, their father who had to bury their child, their wife who had to bury her husband, or even their husband had to bury his wife right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, that you help, that you heal them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, that, that child who had who may have to bury his father or his mother right now, God, or her father mother right now, God. There are someone that had got some bad God. God, there are those, God, who are losing loved ones, God. God, and they may be angry with you right now, God. But God, help them understand, God, you want to hear from them right now, God. Let them understand, God, that they are grieving right now, God. And, God, they may feel like they just want to just vent to you and let them know that it's okay, God. But, God, help them to understand, God, that they can come to you, God. I don't care if they're angry. I don't care if they are hurt. I don't care if they rejoice. Whatever mood that they're in, you want them to come boldly before you right now, God. And help us, God, to be able to minister and to pray for those, God. Pray for people, God. Us, God, to do more listening and praying than less talking, God, but most importantly, more living the life in front of them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. God, we even speak it right now, God, in a special amount of God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done for even for my family, for what you've done for Trey, God. God, we thank you for allowing us to have our niece with us right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony, God. We thank you, Lord, for moving in a mighty way right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in, and I thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for even just um, listening to this um special edition y'all for tuning in if you have any suggestions on future topics feel free to contact me on facebook um brother prater b-r-o-t-h-e-r a prater p as in paul r-a-t as in tom e-r you can read my data devotions and videos on my page also you can subscribe to my youtube channel or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org 
receive my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities towards their uh, families, children, their spouse, or even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, to inform women the needs and responsibilities, excuse me, the needs give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and our present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who is tuning in. And before we dismiss, I thank you all this weekend once again for having me honor my sister Sheila Prater. I thank you all. I love you all dearly. God bless you and good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.